Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. Now, the, the concept isn't necessarily all too new, but, you know, part of the reason it maybe faces criticism early on is people, it's hard for them to get past the initial idea of it. Toilet to tap, so to speak. Um, What's that smell? Oh, that would be me. I've been swimming in raw sewage. I love it! Live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. Where does immigration fall on President Biden's to-do list? Wow. That's still going on? I will claw your tiny nose off. It's on the list. Bush, I'm a subscriber. I'm a frustrated architect. I don't see architecture coming from you. I've spent more time with the Chinese leader than any other head of state. And he asked me, he said, can I define America? I said, yes, I can. In one word, and I mean it. Architecture. Hey, just like you pretend to be. And that's why John Meacham helped my brother pick out those five portraits up there. It's pretty cool. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's... Howie Carr. Yeah, Joe Biden had enough free time. The world is completely falling to pieces right now, and he somehow found the free time to give an interview and a tour of the Oval Office and a lot of the auxiliary offices to Architectural Digest, of which he is a subscriber, apparently, or so he claims, and also describes himself as a frustrated architect. You can add that to his already lengthy resume of uh, previous job experiences that he's had. Welcome to the Howie Car Show. I'm Taylor Cormier, Howie's executive producer, filling in for this week and the next uh, here on the Howie Car Radio Network. Howie is taking a well-deserved couple of weeks off, and he'll be back in the new year. Until then, I am your humble host, 844-500-4242. So much we can talk about today, and the phone lines will be open for you to do so as well. Uh, I want to start off, of course, with, I mean, leave it to the New York Times to do what I, I, they're probably the most terrorist paper that there is in the United States. Uh, they're the, pro, the most pro-terrorist publication that there is. Remember when um, Soleimani was was killed, they, they described him as what, an austere religious scholar? Um they penned the, the phrase, planes took aim at the World Trade Center, the Twin Towers, blaming 9-11 on planes and not hijackers and not people, um, not wanting to call attention to the terrorist regimes that want to do the West harm. And they've done it once again. They, they published, as I'm sure you know by now, this op-ed by... One of Hamas's leaders, essentially. This is the mayor of Gaza, and the government of Gaza is Hamas. So this is an Hamas official who has penned this op-ed that ran on Christmas Eve in the New York Times. And the uh, headline is, I am Gaza City's mayor. Our lives and culture are in rubble. And he basically goes through this sob story of how Israel has heartlessly, murderously, and ruthlessly destroyed 
about half of the Gaza Strip, killing 20,000 people, as, as he describes them, innocent civilians, and relying, of course, on Gaza's own statistics, the, the Gaza Health Ministry. Again, what did we learn from the Octo- October 7th attacks and the fallout immediately thereafter? You cannot trust anything that comes out of Gaza, any of those numbers, because they are extremely inflated uh, when they want it to be inflated and extremely deflated when they want them to be deflated. They control the numbers, they control the press, they control the propaganda. They can put out anything that they want. But people seem to have forgotten that, including the New York Times, because here they are, again, running Gaza's uh, government, Hamas, one of their leaders, uh, in the New York Times op-ed section. This is Yahya Siraj, and can can we get the um, can we get the violins here, Jared? I believe this this op-ed really calls for some violins here. He says, students and researchers, scholars and artists from across the Gaza Strip came to visit it, and so did President Bill Clinton in 1998. The center was the gem of Gaza City. Watching it being built inspired me to become an engineer, which led to a career as a professor and in the footsteps of Al-Shawah as mayor of Gaza City. Is this Biden's equivalent in in Gaza? He's been an engineer. Uh, He's the mayor of Gaza City, and he was a professor. Joe Biden was an architect, and he was a professor, and he was, uh, name anything else, any other uh, blue-collar job, he's done it. Siraj continues, Now that gem is rubble. It was destroyed by Israeli bombardment. The Israeli invasion has caused the deaths of more than 20,000 people, according to the Gaza Health Ministry, and destroyed or damaged about half the buildings in the territory. The Israelis have also pulverized something else. Gaza City's cultural riches and municipal institutions. The unrelenting destruction of Gaza, its iconic symbols, its beautiful seafront, its libraries and archives, and whatever economic prosperity it had, has broken my heart. Oh no, the Gaza Zoo has been destroyed, with many of its animals killed or starved to death, including wolves, hyenas, birds, and rare foxes. Other casualties include the city's main public library, the Children's Happiness Center, the municipal building, and its archive, and the 7th century Great Omari Mosque. Israeli forces have also damaged or destroyed streets, squares, mosques, churches, and parks. So that's enough of the violence. Thank you very much, Jared. I appreciate it. So what uh, Yahya Saraj values more than the lives of Israelis that were killed, murdered ruthlessly, uh, raped, taken hostage, and hostages are still being held in Gaza, uh, rare foxes. That is what Siraj holds in higher esteem than Jews. Animals, rare foxes, hyenas and birds, whining that the uh, horrors of war that Gaza started, that Hamas called for with the founding of Hamas, it's in their charter, the obstruction, the complete destruction of Israel and getting it wiped off the map, 
he is now crying that his subscription to this terrorist organization, to this way of life, to this uh, murderous cult, is now coming home to roost. And he has found favor enough with the New York Times to get it published. Now, obviously, that's the way of life over in Gaza. That is what they uh, subscribe to. That's their belief, That that uh, and not that you should respect it, but it's not a surprising sentiment for the mayor of Gaza to come out and say it. What is surprising is the New York Times coming out on Christmas Eve and giving this man a platform to speak from and to make a plea to. And that is why, again, you had uh, more pro-terrorist demonstrations over the past few days in Manhattan, in New York City, clashing with police and calling them Jews and spitting them in their face, spitting in their faces and getting into tussles with law enforcement who are there to serve and protect everybody and potentially start subway fires is something that's been reported on, on X, on Twitter. And all kinds of other uh, horrible, horrible deeds. People are trying to go ice skating, and they're being greeted by uh, these people who seem to want to go ice skating as well, but they're really just antagonists. And they're saying, they're getting in their faces and saying, free Palestine to people who are, I guess, obviously Jewish to them. It's disgusting. I mean, would you consider going at all to New York City today? And this is a discussion I have just about every... I was just talking about this in the in the green room with Grace. My wife makes this plea every year and says, you know, I'd really one, one day like to, to go to New York City to observe the New Year's Eve festivities. And every single year that becomes more and more of an impossibility for me. I cannot stand by it. I cannot stand the thought of going into New York City. Last time I... I think I've been there maybe twice in my entire life on purpose instead of just draw, driving through. I would never, ever go there today for any sort of recreational purpose. 844-500-4242. Would you, I mean, seeing all of this going on, whether you're Jewish or not, this is the, the culture that, that we live in now. This is the society that we live in. And by the way, this is not... Um, at least to me, the United States, aside from standing with Israel, has no reason to stand and support Hamas. The citizens of the United States have no benefit to stand and support Hamas. Hamas hates everything that the West stands for. They are a terrorist organization. Radical extremists who hate everything about you as an American. And if you're on that side supporting Hamas and you are an American, chances are you're part of some sort of acronym-laden uh, organization that is completely woke and would get tossed off of a tall building if you were to take up residence in Gaza by the uh, Gazan government. 844-500-4242. We've got to take a break. We'll come back with your calls. But first, Happy New Year to you. Start 2024 off right with a special treat from MyPillow. They're bringing you their biggest bedding sale ever. Right now, you can get the Gaza Dream Bed Sheets for as low as $29.98. 
A set of pillowcases, only $9.98. Rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper for as low as $99.99. They also have blankets in a variety of sizes, colors, and styles. They even have blankets for your pets. Get duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. I didn't know there were that many kind of pillows. All with the biggest discounts ever. Make your New Year's resolution to get better sleep in 2024 with MyPillow because they're extending their money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. Just go to MyPillow.com and use promo code Howie or call 800-658-4965 and you'll get huge discounts on all MyPillow bedding products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets for as low as $29.98 while quantities last. I'm Taylor Cormier. This is The Howie Car Show. The Howie Car Show will be right back. He's Howie Carr, and he's back. By the way, I mean, this is laughable for the, uh, the mayor of Gaza City to be complaining about what's, what's been happening. Uh, this is all self-induced harm. This is all self-inflicted. This is something that Hamas greenlit on October 7th. Uh, they ran it through the the upstairs in Iran and uh, said, all right, we're going to go ahead and do this. We're going to kidnap and kill as many Jews as possible from Israel and then drag them back into the Gaza Strip and uh, damn the consequences. And they certainly have been damned by the consequences. But, I, I mean, just imagine uh, Japan, the emperor of Japan, after uh, the attack on Pearl Harbor, saying, well, <laughs> that we dropped the bombs on them, saying, well, this is... This is completely uncalled for. What, what what did we ever do to deserve this? God. 844-500-4242. Today's poll question is brought to you by Preborn. The miracle of life is a gift that every baby deserves because every life is precious. That's why we've partnered with Preborn Pregnancy Network to help rescue babies through donations from listeners like you. Any amount will help. All gifts are tax-deductible, and 100% of your donation will go to saving babies. Please join us. To donate securely, go to preborn.com slash Howie. That's preborn.com slash Howie. Jared, what's the poll question? What are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at HowieCarshow.com, is when do you take down your Christmas tree? It's already down. Sometime between Christmas Day and New Year's Day, or I leave it up well into the New Year. I'm not that much of a Grinch. I don't take it down immediately. But New Year's Day is the maximum that tree is allowed to stay in my house. Uh, on New Year's Day, I'm usually seen chucking the tree into the backyard to dry out, and then I'll burn it. 46% say sometime between Christmas Day and New Year's Day. 35% say they leave it up well into the New Year, and 19% say it's already down. Wow, that's a lot. I thought more would say between now and New Year's than that, but it's really uh, interesting that more people keep it going through the New Year as long as possible. 844-500-4242. Brad, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Brad. Yeah, hi, Taylor. Yes. Yeah, um, well, you might know, you, you know, the New York Times has a long record of evil as regards this and a few other things. I mean, they opposed the creation of Israel back in 1897 when they had that um, Zionist conference in uh, Switzerland. 
And they also, and remember, they also covered up uh, the Ukrainian famine. I mean, did you see Mr. Jones, the Ukrainian famine? Did you see that, Mr. No, Jones? No, no, I didn't, no. Well, 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 that movie explains, you know, how they covered up the Ukrainian famine, and they buried the Holocaust on the uh, trust sections in the middle pages where hardly anyone could find it. So the New York Times has a long history of evil. You oh, keep that in mind. They surely do. Thank you very much for the call, Brad. I appreciate it. And I should point out that it wasn't uh, the New York Times that called uh, Soleimani an austere religious scholar. That was the Washington Post, but uh, uh, six of one, half a dozen of the other. It's... it's, it's just about the same thing. There, any major publication that is promoting uh, terrorist organizations and activities and giving them a voice is inherently evil. Mike, you're next on the Howie Carr Show. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, you know, Taylor, it sounds like this moron's a little confused about who invaded who. You know what I mean? Right. And you know what I picked up on? This guy's an engineer. You want to bet... Did this guy help design this tunnel system over there? Uh, there's, there's no telling what, what uh, you know. I'm, they seem to have a lot of people like this that have this this past life, and I mean, this it's uh, they, they've got a lot of colleges and universities, and and they they uh, have a lot of people that have been involved, and they're raised to hate Jews, and they're raised to accept that uh, Hamas is just a way of life. It's not this invasive a terrorist organization that has Im- embedded itself among the people of, of Gaza. But, uh, and, and they've, they've gotten all of these people to get on board with what they're doing. It wouldn't surprise me if the, um, if the tunnels were, were possibly designed by the now mayor of, of Gaza at some time, or, or at least he worked on them. But I mean, just, just the fact that he's, he's complaining and whining about what's happened to, uh, as he calls it, his uh, the Gaza Zoo and uh, the the other gems of Gaza, it it's completely laughable. Uh, this is something that was, like I said, they they said damn the consequences. And they certainly have been damned by the consequences because they they haven't cared. They, it hasn't been enough for them to release all of the hostages. Uh, I, if unless I'm wrong, unless there was something over the the Christmas break that I'm missing, that all the hostages have been returned to Israel, returned to their families abroad, wherever they came from originally, uh, then fine. I mean, there there was no need for this op-ed in that case, and and you just wipe off your hands and call it a day. But uh, again, it's it's more than laughable that. They're complaining that this is happening to where they live. This is something that they brought upon themselves and continue to do so every single day that they not only hold those hostages where they are, but uh, allow Hamas to continue to be embedded. I guarantee you, most of these places that the mayor of Gaza, Yahya Siraj, uh, listed um, the... uh, uh, let's see. The, uh, he saw, says the Gaza City's cultural riches, uh, the uh, the schools, uh, some of the uh, the mosques, the um, the children's happiness center, the public library. I guarantee you, those were all operations for Hamas. Those were all nerve centers for Hamas. You won't find that in the op-ed that was uh, published by the New York Times. We'll be right back. I'm Taylor Cormier. This is The Howie Car Show.
live from the Matthews Brothers Studios. Welcome back to the Howie Car Show. I'm Taylor Cormier filling in for Howie. He is off until next year. He'll be back at some point in the near future. Are you are you someone who does that around no. the new year? I'll see you next year. I think you might be. You kind of just did. That's like stage one of that joke. I used to I'm love, not one of those people. I used to love when teachers would do that. He'll be back next year. I'll see you all next year. Man, I love that. I don't see the humor in it. I don't see it as a joke. As a kid, it is a literal. It is a literal, I will see you in the next year. I think you sneaky do that. No. No. I'm, it's I'm pretty not, cool. I'm not a New Year's guy, first of all. I, I see nothing special about changing the calendar. We, we change a number on... I don't see the significance of it. You don't. You don't ever want to start a new leaf, have some New Year's resolutions, perhaps. No, I can start a resolution any day of the week, at any month, any any point in time, any season. You seem like you'd be so fun at a New Year's party. Oh yeah. Well, I told you what I do. Yes. Why don't you? Why don't you share that? I'll with the share audience? with the audience. So, yeah, I'll ruin everybody's New Year's. So when you're counting down on the TV. If you want to, if you want to ruin your next New Year's party, listen up. Yeah, here's a helpful tip: when they start the countdown, and they go ten, nine, when they get to about eight, you can say Happy New Year because the networks are on a delay, usually about five to eight seconds or so. If you look at your phone during the countdown, it will already have reached midnight before they even get close to one. So you can ruin that moment for everybody. You're very Dwight Schrute-like in some of <laughs> <Yeah>. your moments. <laughs> A little year has already happened. You're counting for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I mean, the hullabaloo over it. It's yes. silly. That's, that's how meaningless it is. They don't even care enough to take you off the delay. They think that little of you. I have a list of New Year's resolutions. Do you? Yeah. I've already started collecting them on my desk. And Take on new challenges. Yeah. <laughs> eat healthier. Okay. Drink more water. Yeah. That's, say yes to listen, life. The, as long as I've known you, drink more water has been on that list. <laughs> and every day we try again. Yeah. But yeah, I'm going to try. I did a workout class last week. That was a mm-hmm. challenge for me. Great. How'd yeah. it go? It was fabulous. Um, I was very sore afterwards, but I'm going back this week. So nice. We're gonna keep trying. I just, just the once a week. That's all I can handle right yeah. now. If I start to feel stronger, maybe we, maybe we'll up it to two in the new year. Wow! Look at you go. I'll let you know next year. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. Anyway, time for Grace's news. Did you hear about what happened with the Tesla robot? I I, I saw the headline, and. I thought to myself first, where's Will Smith when you need him? Then right. I remembered where he is. He's probably under Jada Pinkett Smith's thumb somewhere. Yeah. But uh, what happened when, in this Tesla factory? It's a great headline. It's very attention-grabbing. Tesla factory worker attacked by robot that dug its claws into back and arm. Oh, my goodness. A Tesla software engineer suffered serious injuries when he was attacked by a malfunctioning robot on the floor of the electric car maker's factory in Malfunctioning Austin. or following its intended application? Uh, this is from the New York Post. Witnesses told the information uh, last month that the robot, which was designed to move car parts, pinned the engineer and sank its metal claws into oh, his back Why does it arm. have metal claws? 
Dwight does not play a robot. This doesn't sound... Where was this factory? Austin, Texas. That's where they This doesn't sound OSHA approved. Metal claws on robots? Shouldn't they all have, like, padded fingers? Bubble wrapped? The injury was apparently not severe enough to require the employee to take time off from work. Wow. That's... What? You milk that for all it's worth. I know, I know. The claw hits you, you're like... You're "Ah!" You're the first human in recorded history to be attacked by a a robotic co-worker, and you're not going to take that time off? You know what I first thought of when I saw this? Was that robot dog they keep showing us. Oh, you hate those. Yeah, it's just so You think they're very freaky. Yeah, and my niece actually got technically a robot dog yesterday. Are those still a thing? This one looked so much like a dog. So, no, the the one Grace is referring to is the the MIT robot dogs that they put out that have been featured in episodes of Black Mirror. It's yeah, they're and they don't have a head. They, it's just a body. No head, and they're very rugged, and you can try to push them over, but they always land on their feet. They always get back up, and they can like scale all these ridiculous things. And then they, at the end of the videos, they always like teach them to do this cute little dance, so they don't seem as as harmful. That's how they get you. Yeah, the little dance. But the one your niece got was just like a regular emoji. My, it was just, my little puppy, or whatever yeah, it is. just a furry little guy. But again, see, that's how they're assimilating the kids into thinking that. This is normal. See, you have a robot puppy, and so does the police. I did have a robot dog as a child, and I ended up just fine. I think that's something that every kid likes when they are that age, a robot animal of some sort. Then two days later, this, yeah. is, this is boring. Or until the batteries start. The, yeah, ends up in the closet. Grace's News is brought to you by Tux Trucks. Fisher plow season is on at Tux Trucks GMC in Hudson, Mass. Tux ordered more plows and spreaders this year to meet the demand for residential, commercial, and municipal snow plowing. See Tux Trucks, your Fisher plow distributor. Call 1-800-MY-TRUCK. Wanted to let you know, Taylor, that the Powerball jackpot has officially hit $685 million after no winner in Christmas Day drawing. That's so low, isn't it? The Powerball jackpot continues to rise after no tickets matched all six numbers Monday night to claim the $638 million grand prize. It's a one-time cash payout of $344 million. So the thing about Powerball... Tell us the thing. ...is... Are you going to ruin Powerball for us, too? No. A few years ago, they doubled the price of the ticket. And now we're seeing these record-breaking jackpots. Well, you double the price of the ticket, you're going to see higher jackpots more frequently. So this isn't surprising. This, This is just indicative of inflation. Do you ever buy a Powerball ticket? at the worst times to buy them, which is when it piques my wife's interest because she hears that it's... uh, She's watching right now, by the way, with the kids. Hi. Um, Because the jackpot is already at that point over a billion and everybody and their uncle is buying a ticket. And so the chances are never really increased. You're best off buying your ticket at the lower jackpots, the entry-level jackpots. What? (laughs) Now, what if we did... What if we did... Is it... All right. Say the lowest Powerball jackpot is like $10 million. Is that not a life-changing amount of money to you right now? No, it is. Don't, yeah. don't be mad at me. All right. Well, don't scoff at the smaller jackpot prizes. I'm not. I'm not. All I'm wondering is if we did a company, like everyone chip in, Yeah. would you partake? Out of politeness, I suppose. 
that's never that's never moved you before one way or the other <laughs> when money's involved i can be very polite you know what though i would i would partake and i i used to work at a company where they would do that a lot and the only reason because i never buy powerball tickets if i'm you know just going about my day the only reason i would is on the off chance right and that, that they happens win. yeah and you're the one person who didn't throw in and everyone's like oh my gosh Right. I mean, if you're planning on buying a Powerball ticket on your own, you, well, the combined power of everybody's money is like, in, you know, heightens the chances that we could win. Even if it's like a $50,000 cash payout or something, you all divvy that up and it's it's more money than you put in. So it's a good idea, I suppose. Yes. Um, here's some news for you. Costco is rumored to be taking a beloved snack off the menu in a major food court shakeup. This has gone viral. Is Costco- it the hot dog? Are they known for their hot dogs, Costco? I think they might be known for their hot dogs, but they're also known for their churros. Oh. And they're going to replace the churros with cookies. This sounds like (laughs) white supremacy is what it sounds like. Oh, you think? They're getting rid of the cultural food and replacing it with the very white vanilla cookie. Yeah, this could be Woker Joke this week. Mm -hmm. And if you're listening right now, you might be ahead of the curve on that um another story for you is kamala harris Wait, we didn't get to the root of why are they replacing the churro they haven't made an official announcement why okay but people are just upset about it i'm not a huge churro girl to begin with so it doesn't affect me oh i suppose i you know what i do like though at costco is i do like a slice of pizza and a drink hmm. you can get that for a very cheap price even with inflation well i've never i don't think i've ever been to a costco new year's resolution for you nope Try new things. Take on new challenges. Thank you. Kamala Harris follows up her Christmas Eve post with another one (laughs) that gets blasted on social media. So did you see her Christmas Eve? She puts out these posts every holiday, and Mm -hmm. it's usually her and Doug, and they're going to cook something, and she announces- On their gas stove. Yeah. This time, she cropped out the gas stove. Good for her. Very um, purposefully. And she announced that they're going to be eating beef wellington, which upset some people who feel like, listen, you're always pushing- to get rid of other people right. eating meat. And Green New Deal stuff, sure. That seems very antithetical to what she's supposed to be all about. And also, Beef Wellington's pretty expensive. It's expensive and it's not healthy at all. It's bread-encrusted meat. Yes, and so people were upset. She said, Merry Christmas to all. May your day be filled with love, family, and good food. P.S. <laughs> oh. We're making Christmas Beef Wellington. I eat no for breakfast. That's what she said, and she cropped out her gas stove. So at least they learned that lesson because last holiday they kept in the gas stove and there was an uproar. That's not a bad. That's not a bad dish for a Christmas dinner, though. Delicious, honestly. Yeah. What did you have for your Christmas dish? I was hoping you'd ask. I thought you might be prime rib and baked stuffed shrimp, babe. Yeah. Delish. Beautiful. I love prime rib. Mm-hmm. So underutilized. It was very expensive. <laughs> it was, but I said, hey, once a year. Oh, yeah. You got to go for it once a year. You got to do it. Taylor, I actually will be back today. Oh, that's fantastic news. Because we have Hate Now Monday on a Tuesday. So everyone, get ready for that. I'm very excited to see what uh, hate mail I hath wrought, you hath wrought, Jared hath wrought. Will we be doing any Howie hate today or are we going to excuse him because he's I don't think it's appropriate when someone's away and they can't defend themselves. That's true. That's just my rules for hate mail. I totally get it. That's fine. All right, Grace. Thank you very much. Thank I you, sir. appreciate it. 844-500-4242. We'll be back. Take more of your calls. Tragically, every day, thousands of babies never get a chance at life.
But in the midst of this darkness, we can be the change. You see, while the abortion giants are busy ending babies' lives, Preborn's network of clinics are busy saving babies' lives. This year alone, Preborn has rescued over 44,000 babies, and every day they save 200 babies because of you, the pro-life community. You see, when a mother meets her precious baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, her maternal instinct kicks in, and the majority of the time she will choose life. Would you join us in sponsoring as many days of life as we can before the year ends? $5,000 underwrites the entire network for 24 hours. $28 will sponsor one ultrasound. How many life-saving ultrasounds can you sponsor to rescue babies? All gifts are tax-deductible, and every penny goes towards life. And now through a match, your gift is doubled. Just dial pound 250 on your cell and say the keyword BABY. That's pound 250 BABY. Or donate securely at preborn.com slash Howie. That's preborn.com slash Howie. I'm Taylor Cormier. This is the Howie Carr Show. Howie Carr. The Emperor of Hate. Howie Carr is back. People are really upset by my lottery logic, which they say is non-existent. 802, where did you learn math? The odds are the same no matter how big the jackpot is. I mean, I would guess statistically, realistically, yeah, they're the same. Zero. Statistically, zero is my chance of winning the lottery. But I figure if fewer people are buying because the jackpot isn't as big, it's not hyped up, you have a slightly better chance of getting the combination, the same combination of numbers that the lottery picks out before anybody else does. There's a greater, it's not a statistically greater chance, but it is a technically greater chance. Am I wrong? Does that seem? Yeah, no, smaller, smaller pool means more chances. Correct. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about two different sets of statistics here. There's the chances of you hitting those numbers exactly, then the chances of you hitting those numbers exactly before anybody else does. Those are two different sets of statistics. That's what I'm saying. 919, it doesn't matter how many tickets you buy, only one set of numbers are going to win. They doubled the price of a ticket and added numbers. Uh, so they made it more difficult and more expensive for you to win the prize. So the you know the 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 jackpots get they balloon larger and larger each time so it seems i mean it flummoxed me how just a few years ago people were astonished that the lottery was getting to these 1 billion dollar jackpots are coming very close but it was no i thought it was a pretty big story that they had doubled the prices of the of the powerball and they were going to be there there were going to be uh, bigger prizes 802, there's no way that's Kamala and Doug's stove. I bet they have a fancy Vulcan or Wolf brand stove that uses way more natural gas. It's fun. I was listening to something earlier today, and they were talking about a, uh, oh, I was, it was uh, John Daly and Kid Rock with Tucker Carlson. I was listening to that inter- interview, and John Daly was talking about, he sometimes crashes at Kid Rock's house. And before Kid Rock had renovated his house, he had this vintage stove oven combination. John Daly kept saying how much he loved it because it was just old school tech 
that worked every time you wanted it to and worked very efficiently and not the the new stuff. And uh, he said, you can always tell a good stove. And Tucker said something very prescient. He said, people don't know how to appreciate a good oven anymore. They don't know what a good oven is. That's I find that is probably true. Jeff, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Jeff. Hey, just wanted to chime in here. It's not based on the uh, number of people who are buying tickets. It's based on the number of tickets you buy compared to the number of total combinations they are. So you're off base with that. But if you do buy 500 tickets, you stand a better chance of winning, regardless. Well, Thanks, Taylor. So, Take care. Thank you very much for the, the call, Jeff. I appreciate it and that, that clarification, which... I'm not sure if that uh, really clarifies anything for me. I mean, he, he just told me that it doesn't matter how many tickets you buy up until a certain point. So it does matter how many tickets you buy. Did did you see the, um, what? Go, come on. Grace is smirking at me because other people are calling me out, I imagine. I just really like when I bring up something in the news and then it sets the show off. Well, this is the On week. This totally different. This direction. is the week to do it. That's why you have to be open to the universe, I guess, or open to uh, all these kinds of things, and let it happen. Because people, this is the week to just talk about these kinds of things. These sound like New Year's mantras. Be open to the universe. Let it happen. <laughs> I'm going to start writing a list for you of all the things you want to accomplish. Keep an open mind. So there was a movie that came out recently. Um, it was, I forget, uh, Jim and Marge hit it large or something stupid like that. It was based on a true story of this couple out in like Indiana or something. And the guy was a statistician or, or a high school math teacher. And he found this loophole in a Massachusetts lottery game and decided to make the trip out and buy, he would get the town to chip in and just buy out basically the lottery tickets from a certain convenience store and they were guaranteed to win a big win every time and it was because of this this loophole in the game and then this uh, group at MIT figured out the same loophole so they were in competition for the jackpots oh it was very interesting it was uh, Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad was was in the movie but i i thought it was extremely interesting and a shame that uh, there aren't any games like that with loopholes anymore. I'm not a big lotto player. If I have a f- $5 and I'm buying gas and I've got 5 bucks in cash, I'll go and buy a ticket maybe. But I'm not, like, watching the Powerball numbers every night. I would rather buy with that money, like a candy bar or something. A guaranteed happiness. That's true. That's your little win for the day. Yeah, but if my husband buys one or if he buys me a scratch ticket, then They're so that's fickle. nice too. So we get stocking stuffers, lotto tickets every year, scratch tickets. The packet that my wife got, like $100 in tickets, won nothing. I won 70 bucks. So it's Not to brag. luck of the draw. But everything I own, she owns, I guess. <laughs> we'll be back. This is the Howie Car Show.